He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. I know he's taking rich. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Mike, a lot going on tonight in the world of sports. What gets the main TV for you? Boy, it's going to be a few TVs tonight, actually, Brandon. I'm, you know, I'm a baseball guy. I'm already sitting here watching this ALBS game. Uh, I'll be focused on that. And then it's going to be a lot of basketball. Uh, I'm psyched that it's here. I'm psyched that it's real. I'm not super psyched about the Lakers. It feels like the Denver Broncos <laughs> you know, version right. of the NBA, but we'll see what happens. Here. It's so funny. I literally just said that. Like We need the Lakers to be good so that we don't go through this again where all these nationally televised games are terrible. Oh, it's been it's been tough, and uh, here here we are with another Russell Wilson injury, right? That's what we have to talk about now. <laughs> yes, for sure. I actually want to start. <laughs> I want to start in the world of baseball. You mentioned you're watching the ALDS, as are we. Yankees are up three nothing early on as they head to the second inning. The Guardians have a bunch of no names outside of a couple of really good pitchers. They have Jose Ramirez. Win or lose today, and things aren't looking good early on. How well set up are they for a really bright future? Excellent. Excellent. And by the way, at the start of this season, I would have said the exact opposite. I would have said it's time to rip the Band-Aid off. It's time to go down to Oakland A's payroll and uh, and really start this thing over because that's just how these smaller markets have to operate. Uh, that Jose Ramirez extension saved them. It was kind of like a lifeline. They ended up bringing up four or five prospects that hit immediately, and I think they're going to stick at least for a three-, four-year run here. So I expect them to spend maybe maybe a couple of big trade acquisitions, some, some experienced players because they are loaded with about 12 team control players and about eight other arbitration eligible players right now, and that's uh, cost-controlled for sure. Philadelphia has been on fire. They uh, dusted the Atlanta Braves, which is not an easy thing to do. What do you think the secret sauce is for the Phillies? They, they've spent a lot of money. Their roster is not cheap, but it feels like for the first time it's really starting to click. What do you think it is? Yeah, you know what it feels like? It feels like that that Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl year with Mahomes when the offense was just so darn good and, and kind of in different ways, right? They're just hitting bombs. And, and when they get hot, uh, it's just a, a team effort. It's not just one or two guys. They loaded that lineup up with four or five guys who hit the ball out of the ballpark. And when that hits and when that's streaky, they're going to win a heck of a lot of ball games like we saw here. They can't play defense for a lick, right? If they are completely one-sided. So I wouldn't trust them all the way through this postseason, but they're hot and they're hitting, and that's all that matters right now. All right, you said you're going to be locked into the NBA tonight. The late game is going to be the hot mess Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. They get their rings. They get their banner for last season tonight. They also just re-signed Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Where are they finding the money and the cap for all of this? They're winning. They're winning. They they get playoff games at home, and they have a brand new arena that's making them mega mega millions. And 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 the and the honest answer is they just don't care. They are willing to be a big market team. They know what they have right now. They know this isn't going to last forever. Um, they know they may have struck lightning again here with this second phase. I think the Jordan Poole, um, possibly Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and then Kaminga Moody situation could be the future for, for like four or five more years. So it's possible we're not done with this team. They're certainly not acting like it, financially speaking. Yeah, crazy. Four years, $123 million for Jordan Poole. Four years, 
109 million for Andrew Wiggins. I ask you your thoughts about deals. I mean, with the NBA, it's a little bit more standard, right? Like where you're like, there's only so much you can do. You offer this amount for this amount of years, and it's not like there's a lot of creativity like we see in Major League Baseball or the NFL. Is, is, I mean, is that right? That's that's fair with 99% of the situation in the NBA, but that, that's actually not the case here. I actually really? love the creativity here, right? I mean, Andrew Wiggins is a former number one overall pick, and he was a bust. There was a point in time where he was a flat-out bust. He has resurrected that. The Warriors have been a huge part of that. And he took a, a massive discount to stay with this roster. There's no question about it. What he did last year probably could have warranted him upwards of $50 million more on the open market if he, if he got there after this season because it would have been one of the premier free agents available. He took a, he took a haircut to stay. Um, I think Jordan Poole took less as well. There's no question in my mind that his offer sheet would have been close to max if he got through a straight to free agency. That didn't happen. So I, I, do, I do like where this is going. We're starting to see some teams winning out the leverage part of this, whereas, you know, I'm not saying players should max out when they deserve it, but to keep these kind of teams together, it's just not feasible to have six max players in your roster. So what we're seeing here is creative, and I hope it's a trend that starts elsewhere. So it kind of impacted free agency. Jordan Poole was one of the big names. I know there were a lot of Magic fans that wanted to see possibly they throw some money at him in the offseason. For guys like that, if the Warriors are just doing this so that they can hold the leverage, when could you trade an Andrew Wiggins and a Jordan Poole based on when they sign their deals? Yeah, it's about a full year now, unfortunately. So there's a, there's basically the poison pill built into Jordan Poole's situation. So they're, they're going to have him for at least that you know through the 2023-24 season, and then we'll see. Mm. And uh, you know that will line up with things like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green anyway. So you could be seeing a change into the guard, or if things really start to get old in you know, Golden State, he's a heck of a trade chip to have out there. But for for at least I'd say two full seasons, both these guys are going to be Golden State Warriors. Talking to Mike Gennetti, our sports financial expert from SpotTrack.com. Let's rattle through some NFL stuff. You mentioned Russell Wilson. I mean, it's a mess there. I, I don't know what else I could really ask you about that that we haven't covered already. Um, have you started to look into other ways where the Broncos could potentially get out of this? Maybe via trade? I heard Colin Cowherd bring that up today. Like Maybe they just swap quarterbacks with somebody. Is there anything that they could do to get out of this if it gets even worse than it is right now? Boy, slow news day for Coward, huh? No, I, I can't. Uh, that's I a can't typical segment for him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get there, but yeah, that's that's too aggressive. It's, I mean, they're paying fifty-seven million dollars this year, and they're going to have a ton of dead cap from those bonuses that kick in this this March. So I, I don't believe that's the case. I think uh, it's it's more of look, we got this guy for three more seasons after this one, fully guaranteed. Let's figure out how to change this roster and uh, let's play some GM work. I don't understand the situation with the running backs. You know, obviously the big one is hurt. The, the veteran was benched yesterday. That may be an immediate upgrade. That may be a trade deadline situation for a player like a McCaffrey or a Josh Jacobs or somebody like that. And maybe that reengages this offense in a different manner and they go from there. But it's to me, trading Russell Wilson or, you know, worrying about getting rid of him right now is not the answer. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson was traded to the Cardinals after blowing up on the sideline. I can't imagine that he went for much after that. What are the details on that trade? More than I thought. <laughs> I got on a podcast and said, well, you know, whenever this thing, kind of thing happens in the NFL, this guy gets released 18, 18 hours later because everybody says, well, he's definitely going to be gone. Why would we give up a draft pick? Well, the Arizona Cardinals bailed us out and gave up a sixth and a seventh for this guy. What? And it's, uh, yeah, two picks. And, uh, and it's basically a $600,000, $700,000 salary for the rest of the year and then a $12 million salary with no guarantee next year. So they could just cut bait. 
So it's basically a seven hundred thousand dollar rental, and they gave up two late round picks for it. So that's Arizona just being Arizona right now, basically. Jeez, I mean, I guess they're desperate. You know, they Hollywood Brown is injured, so they needed somebody. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, I can understand that one. Three years, seventy uh, three uh, thirty seven million dollar deal last off season for. Um, for Robbie Anderson. So you're saying this wasn't a this this wasn't a hard contract to move based on the deal that he signed? No, because they restructured most of they restructured 12 million of this salary before the season. So mm. obviously the plan was to keep this guy. And by the way, they did the same thing with Christian McCaffrey this March. So it's going to be the almost the exact same situation to trade him this deadline about $600,000 for the new team to take on this year and then nothing guaranteed after that. So you're going to see high draft picks go for McCaffrey if he goes in November. Do you th- so the uh, deadline is two weeks away? It's November first. Do you think that deal gets done? And and who do you think is hot after McCaffrey right now? Yeah, I, I really do think he's probably the top dog right now outside of a couple of defensive players. Uh, I think the Rams are in. I think these, those Broncos are in. Those would be my top two teams. I know Buffalo sniffed around it in the off season. I'm not sure they're doing that right now. But look, you know, if you're willing to give up maybe two seconds or a second and a third, that's probably what it's going to take to get this guy as a rental for the next eight weeks. Yeah, I'm surprised the Rams still have draft picks to trade away at this point, I guess. Not first, that's for sure. (laughs) Mike Gennetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. He's got a busy night, as do we all in the sports world. Find all of his great stuff over at SpotTrack.com. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy the slate tonight. All right, you too. All right, we'll close it down. Our final four things coming up. John Hammond was on open mic this morning. We plucked an interesting cut from that. Mike McDaniel talks about Tua and his prospects for starting on Sunday night. All of that next.